Come on, right now, right now, right now, right now. Just keep saying that right now. Don't let it pass. Don't let it pass. Don't let it pass. Don't let it pass. Come on. Right now is the moment. Right now is the moment. Today is the day. right there that sound that sound that sound come on come on lift your voice like a trumpet <laughs> he loves to hear the sound of praise not just the instruments but in the open up your mouth come on come on come on yes. let praise arise let praise yes. arise let, let praise arise thank you god let thank praise god. arise let praise arise let praise arise come on from your lips from your belly let praise arise let praise arise. Let praise arise. Let praise arise. Thank you, God. Let praise arise. Keep that same sound, musicians. Let praise arise right there, right there, right there. Right there, right there, right there. Come on, come on. Open up your mouth. Come on, open your mouth. 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 He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the soon coming King. He is the resurrected one. Oh, yes, he is. The bright and morning star. Come on, he is the bishop of souls. Come on, open up your mouth and worship. Open your mouth and worship. Open your mouth and worship. Open your mouth and worship. Ooh, open your mouth and worship. Right now is the time. Right now is the moment. Right now is the time. Right now is the moment. Don't miss it. 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 If you're, if you're watching at home online, don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss it. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Open your mouth. 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 Worship changes you. Worship changes us. Worship centers us. Worship settles us. Worship assures us. 
Worship sustains us. Worship Worship transforms our mind. Worship transforms our perspective. Come on and worship, 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 worship. Worship, 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 worship. My, my, my. My, my, my. My, my, my. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your presence. 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 Yes, God. Thank you, God, for your presence. May we be forever changed by being in your presence. In your presence is the fullness of joy. Yes, God. Oh, God, and somebody in this room may, this morning may have had a joyless week, but I pray, God, that you will resurrect joy in this moment of worship. That you resurrect joy, peace. You may not have changed the circumstance, but you can change us. You may not have changed the outcome, but you can change us. Come on to put those hands together. Give God praise. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Make it sound like thunder in here. Come on to put those hands together. Come on, put those hands together. And then open up your mouth on top of it and give God praise and glory in here. <laughs> come on, put your hands together and then open up your mouth and give God praise and glory in this house. Come on, elbow, fist bump a neighbor around you and say, it's good to see you this morning. Fist bump, elbow a neighbor, tell him it's good to see you. It's good to see you this morning. It's good to see you this morning. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I love it when the Lord comes and, and sits with us in worship. Hallelujah. May we never get to a place that we become so common with God that we just expect him to move in one way. And we box him in. Yes, he can come in through the shout. He can come in through the dance. But he can come in in the stillness. In a whisper. And will change your life forever. Grab your Bibles and go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 as we bring our series to an end entitled Feelings. Everybody say feelings. Yeah, as we bring this to an end. Once you have it, Ephesians 4, just stand with me. Ephesians 4, 30 through 32. Ephesians 4, 30 through 32. Amen. If you got to go to your table of contents, you better go ahead with your anointed self and find it in the table of contents. Ain't nothing wrong with it. That's wisdom. Amen. That's wisdom. Amen. If you can, if you will, stand with us as we read the word of God. So we stand in reverence for the word of God. Ephesians 4, 30-32 reads as this. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved 
on the day of redemption. Here it is. This is where it gets a little hot and heavy. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other. What you say, preacher? Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I want to talk this morning as we end this series, the process of forgiveness, the process of forgiveness. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your power and your presence that's in the room right now. God, be glorified, be edified, and may we be transformed by your word and by your presence, God, that we will leave this place different than what we came. In Jesus' name, we pray and God's people said amen. And amen. The process of forgiveness. For the past five weeks, we have been looking at the word of God when it comes to our feelings and how we are navigating our feelings. If you remember the first week I said it, I said that God is so intentional that he cares about every intricate detail of our lives. He's yeah. not just concerned about our souls and us going to heaven, but he's also concerned about those things that irk us, those things that frustrate us, those things that overwhelm us, those things that irritate us, those things that simply get on our nerves. Let me go ahead and take it a step further. God is concerned about those people that irritate you. God is concerned about those folks, those family members that get on your last nerves. God is concerned about the spouse that has you rethinking, why did I get married? God is concerned about every intricate detail that concerns you and I. That's the awesomeness of God. Oh my goodness. That's the awesomeness of God. That there is nothing about us that God is not concerned about. The Bible even says, goes on to say, that he even knows the number of hairs on our head. Praise God. I ain't got no hair. But he knows the number of hairs in my beard. He is so intentional. He is so bad. Brother Williams, he is so amazing in that way. And so if he is concerned about the hair on our head, Surely he's concerned about our feelings. <laughs> Surely he's concerned about the things that's ruffling our feathers on the inside of our hearts. Surely he's concerned about the things that's keeping us late up late at night. Surely he's concerned about the weight that's on our minds and our hearts. One of the mistakes, and I think it's just from bad teaching, uh, that we as believers, we feel, oh, let me just, let me just, let me just suck this up. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. And yes, we are a soldier, Brother Clarence, in the army of the Lord. But here's the thing. We are yet still human and we have feelings and we have things that's going on on the inside. And it, 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 it will be an injustice to us just to continue on in life as if nothing has ever happened. It will be an injustice just to continue on as if I'm not bothered and just telling everybody, no, I'm cool. No, you're not cool. That's one of the reasons why. That's one of the reasons why I tell preachers all the time that when someone loses a loved one and they're navigating through grief, if you don't know what to say, don't say nothing. Ooh, can, 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 can I just take a pastoral vent moment and just build the soapbox and just share some concerns with me that I get I get irritated, Sister Stacia, when I'm at funerals and people say, oh, God just needed another flower for his garden. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I know some good for nothing jokers that God could have picked that ain't doing nothing that he could have used for his garden. Don't just, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say, but it does not help in that moment where now I have to navigate another level of living without that person in my life anymore. Sometimes we have to do like Job's friends, just go and sit with them. And I I, 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 I know that gets uncomfortable because then it challenges us because now we're uncomfortable because of somebody else's uncomfortability. But a real friend will come and sit with you in your time of grief, in your time of frustration, and just say nothing. If you cry, they cry with you. They roll, you roll with them. You fall out, they fall out too. with sympathizing and empathizing with where they are. It, 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 it is an injustice to us just to move on through our feelings and act as if we're not bothered by certain stuff. Because what ends up happening, what ends up happening, because we have just tried to move on, because we've just tried to put this in the back of our minds as if it's never happened, I've never been bothered by it, it comes out in other ways. Thing you know, you just real short with people. Somebody said, Good morning. Why are you saying good morning to me? I just looked at you, dang. Your relationships start to be damaged because now, because of everything that's going on on the inside, I don't know how to communicate that with others about what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And because I'm not able to communicate that now, I start treating you differently. And now because I have all this backed up stuff on the inside, now I don't know how to deal in my relationships with other people. Now our relationships, people that will stick with you through thick and thin, now those relationships are on life support. So I'm not knowing how to navigate through what I'm feeling. I don't know how to communicate that. Jesus is concerned about how we feel. Jesus is concerned about what's going on in our hearts. The Bible is right. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. When your hearts, when our hearts are overwhelmed, we'll start speaking from where we are. Here in Ephesians chapter 4, talked about this two weeks ago when we were just a few verses up at 26 and 27. Paul is writing here to the church of Ephesus that they are just morally corrupt. He's, he's, he's standing back, kind of taking self-examination and look at them, looking at them and saying, wait, wait, I, I'm confused. I thought that you all were individuals that had now been saved and experiencing a new life in Christ. But 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 you you you've made the announcement that you say by the way, but by the way that you live. I, 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 I can't see, I cannot tell by the way that you live, the way that you talk, the way that you treat one another. I cannot believe and notice that you are who you say that you are as a believer of Jesus Christ. Now, I know Paul is talking here to the church at Ephesus because if you look at chapter 4 and if your Bible have different headings on it, he wants them to be living as light. He wants them to be as children of light. He wants them to be able to make a difference, not just by what they say, but by the way that they live. 
he said, I'm seeing some contradictions by what you say and how you are living. And I intentionally want to end this series on talking about forgiveness because the reality of the matter here is we know what the Bible says about it. The Bible says your brother sins against you seven times. You go and you forgive him seven times seven. You just keep on forgiving him and you just keep on forgiving and you keep on showing love and grace and mercy. But the reality of the matter is, and hopefully I'm talking to some real people in the house this morning, you've been saved, but the reality of the matter is forgiveness is hard. <laughs> I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how many tongues you speak in, how good your dance is, what your title is in church, how long you've been in church, how many pews are named after your family. Forgiveness is hard. It is a challenge. It is a challenge. It is a challenge that we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to be able to process how we're feeling and how to put everything in this rightful place. Then so that we can be able to truly walk out forgiveness. Here it is. Let me jump right into it. Here it is. A heart filled with bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, evil behavior leaves little to no room for forgiveness. Paul lists all of these things that he is seeing in the life of the children of the church at Ephesus. And he's like, wait a minute now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're going to be children of light, if people, if you're going to influence the world around you by the way that you live, you cannot influence the world around you if your heart is bitter. You, 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 can't, you can't be an effective witness if your heart is full of rage and anger and harsh words and slander and evil behavior. Because here it is, saints of God, if we do not allow Holy Spirit to help us tackle these six things, forgiveness will be ineffective and impossible. Because if Deacon Baker wrongs me, I, I, I can't really, I can't really, I can't really forgive him if, if, if on the inside I'm already plotting of how I want to be able to bring him down. <laughs> Ooh, I just told you all a few weeks ago that you got to be careful of those silent saints that don't really don't show any expressions when they're upset because they're thinkers and they're thinking about how I can be able to get you, not tomorrow, not next week, but how I can be able to get you two years from now and that when you get got, you will know that it was me. They're thinking and plotting and navigating. What can I do with 2021? We're almost in 2022. What can I do around the same time of 2023 that instantly when it happens, they will know that it was me? I cannot effectively walk in forgiveness and forgive you if I have rage and anger that I have abandoned, if I have harsh words, if I have evil behavior and slander in my heart. Really what Paul is telling them, he says, you, you got to take this off in order to put on kindness, in order to put on being tenderhearted, in order to put on forgiveness. You have to take it off. Kenny is just growing up. She's three now. She thinks she thinks she thinks she's about 13. She's just growing up. She's going to daycare now. The girl, the one, little woman, the guy, she's learning sign language and everything else. So she thinks she's just ahead of the game. She has particular, now she's become very particular about the pajamas that she puts on at night. Oh my gosh. And it irritates the heck out of me because I don't put something out. Daddy, I don't want to wear that. I want to put this. I'm like, Kenny, it makes no difference because you're about to be sleeping about 30 minutes. 
just put the clothes on and go to bed. No, I don't want this, so I have to go in her drawer and pick out certain stuff and hold it up to her and see what gets her approval. And I'm sitting there looking at myself, man, I look like a fool with this three-year-old. I'm 36 years old trying to go with this girl about something. I don't want that one. I want this one. And then she has them. Then she wants to be able to have on one of her, one of, one of her dress-up dresses. She want to have that on and put her pajamas on at the same time. And I'm like, Kenny, you cannot have both of them on. You're going to have to take one off. Can't have both of them on. You got to take one off. Can't be a princess and then have your pajamas on at the same time. You can't, you can't have your pajamas on to be a princess at the same time. You're going to have to make a decision of what you are going to do. Are you going to stay up and play or are you going to go to bed? There is a taking off that you and I as believers of Jesus Christ that truly desire to continue to be transformed by the grace and mercy and love of God that you and I have to make a decision that from this day moving forward I'm going to take off bitterness I'm not going to walk in that I'm not going to walk in rage because here's the mistake that we make when it comes to forgiveness we're upset with jokers that have moved on with their life they don't forget what they said, what they did, when they said it, how they did it, and here we are, still stuck in 1962. Still bitter. Still walking in rage. Still walking in anger. Harsh words, slander, and evil behavior. Here's how you know when you really haven't let go and forgiven. When a person walks into your space and your demeanor changes. Ooh, you see them, you see them, they come, they, they call, they show up. I mean, you in the middle of tapping in real good in church. I mean, you got your hands lifted up, you done sweated out your hair, your weed about to come out. I mean, you done really tapped in in the worship, and you there, you done hit the high place. But then they walk in the room, and then all of a sudden, the temperature changed real quick. In that moment, you realize, hopefully you realize and come, into the, and come into the knowledge of realizing that now you really have not let go. You really have not forgiven that person. And now, and now, unforgiveness has now trapped you into controlling your emotions. It's too much power that we give people when we walk in bitterness, when we walk in rage, when we walk in anger, that when they show up, it changes who we are. challenge becomes when are we going to make the decision to be mature to grow up and to say before this continues on any longer I'm going to have to sit down and have a conversation with them <laughs> we do realize that most conflicts that can be easily resolved if we could just be mature enough to be able to sit down and talk it out. i never forget a few years ago, I had that same exact situation that I had an issue with one of the saints and I didn't want to confront and to talk about it. But when it came around, my demeanor changed. When, I came, when it came around, I got silent. I didn't say much. And people started noticing, man, how come when so-and-so comes around, you just, 
you change. You, 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 you get real quiet. You shut off. You're not, you're not talking. You're not making jokes. You're not doing nothing. You just sit there like a bump on a log. I was holding up my own maturity and growth because I didn't want to have a conversation. I had the key to my own freedom, but I didn't want to have a conversation. Can I help us out real quick? I, I get amazed by this stuff that I tell the kids at school. And, and, and speaking of school, I, I got one little kid at school every day. Every Monday morning, pretty much, they walk in. They say, Coach, what we doing for PE today? It makes my day. I ain't never coached nothing a day in my life. But the fact that they call me coach, it just, I just get a kick out of it. I ain't never coached nothing, y'all, nothing. Barely playing sports, but they call me coach. It makes my day. It makes my day. I just want to let y'all know that real quick. But anyway, it amazes me. But what we tell children to do, we struggle with doing it. We tell children to talk it out. Oh, just go and talk this thing out. But as adults, we shrink back to being child-minded. And we struggle with doing the advice that we give to others. We hold the key to our own freedoms. We we, 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 we stop and hinder our own growth and progress because we simply won't have a conversation. If I'm struggling with unforgiveness, the one thing that I have to do to be able to start this process, I got to acknowledge I've been hurt. I've been hurt by an act, by what you said. I've been hurt by it. Now, 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 the difference is I acknowledge the hurt. I don't live there. I acknowledge that I've been hurt. I'm acknowledged that what you said, what you've done, it, 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 it pierced me. It left something in me undone. But I just cannot live there because if I live there, then I allow a space for the enemy to be able to come in and put things into my mind and put things into my thoughts that will cause me to live in bitterness, rage, anger, Harsh words, slander, and evil behavior. Making no room for unforgiveness. Here it is. Here's what Paul is simply saying to you and I today. New life in Christ leads to a new attitude and a new way of living. He's telling them, y'all don't believe me, get your Bibles, get your Bibles, I'm a Bible preacher. Look at verse 17, look at verse 17, look at verse 17. He says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives them because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly, eagerly practice every kind of impurity, but that it isn't what you learned about Christ since you've heard about Jesus and learned of the truth that comes from him throw off your old sinful nature and your formal way of life which is corrupt by lust and lust and deception he says throw off your old behavior divorce your old lifestyle Divorce your old way of living. Why? Now you have been exposed to the word of God. 
Now, because you've been exposed to the word of God, now you're held accountable to the word of God. And what the word of God is challenging you to do. New life in Christ leads to a new attitude and a new way of living. Look at what he says, verse 23. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I like 23. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitude. Ooh my gosh. He said, now let the Holy Spirit give him space to be able to come into your life and do a consistent transformation in your thoughts, in your attitude, in your mouth, in your way of living, in your heart. Because here it is, saints of God, it is impossible to be able to forgive without the help of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible for us to be able to shed off slander, to shed off anger, to shed off bitterness without the help of the Holy Spirit. Why? If we do not have Holy Spirit's help, we will continue to be petty. And I don't believe it's meant for the believers of Jesus Christ to be petty. Last time I checked in Galatians, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. He says, put off. Old form of way of living, and let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes, and that you live in a way that's holy, you live in a way that is righteous. Gotta acknowledge that I'm hurt. I gotta acknowledge that who hurt me by what they did, by what they said. And I have to make up in my mind, am I going to live here or am I going to try to find a solution to be able to get through this? Because if I live here, my goodness, future relationships can be destroyed because I continue to stay here. Future relationships will be damaged. Because I feel I just try to push it back and let me just keep going because here it is. You can't, when you've been hurt, you can't praise your way through that. Mm -mm. You can't sow your way through that. You can't dance your way through that. It's going to take Holy Spirit to renew your thoughts, to renew your mind, where we become honest with God and say, Lord, if you don't help me, I'm going to make a post on Facebook that I know that will literally destroy them. God, if you don't help me, I will share every secret they done ever told me. God, if you don't help me, I know a few folks that know how to do some things. Oh, yeah, I like you. I ain't got the one family member that you could call up. You ain't going to give them no money. Just give them a six-pack and, and a pack of cigarettes, and they got you. Oh, y'all don't know nobody like that? Y'all ain't, no, ain't got no friends like that? I got a few of them. They say, Chip, let me know. We drive down. I say, hold it up. Hold on. Hold on. I don't, not, not yet. I'll let you know when to come. If Holy Spirit do not help us, we will ruin our integrity. We will ruin our character. Oh, but most of all, we will, we will misrepresent God. New life in Christ leads to a new attitude and a new way of living. 
Paul says something here. He says in verse 30, look at this. He says, don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. He says, remember, he's, he has identified you with his own, guaranteeing you that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Now, we've heard that. I've heard, and again, I think it's just bad. It, 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 it sounds good, but it's bad teaching and bad theology that we've been taught and we should all oh, that when the spirit is high in the church and we try to move on to something else that we grieve the Holy Spirit. Yes, we don't want to interrupt the move of God. But what Paul is saying to us is more than just a move of God when we grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve Holy Spirit when we behave and live as if he doesn't live within us. We grieve Holy Spirit when we make the deliberate decision, Reverend Godwin, to instead of being kind and being kind-hearted and forgiving, that we intentionally decide Dr. Frazier, to, to be petty, to, to be slanderous, to be evil in our ways, to, to, to be bitter, to be angry, to allow rage to take over our lives. Paul is saying, Paul is saying, because if you, if, 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 if you look up, if you look up at verse 28, he says, if you're a thief, <laughs> he says, stop stealing. He says, instead, it's right there in the book, y'all. I'm not making this up. He said, instead, use your hands for good work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. Paul is telling them, and he's also telling us, we grieve the Holy Spirit when we live and move and act and talk as if he does not live on the inside of us. Don't you dare try to come and testify to me and greet me, but you done walked over five people to get to me because you don't like them. He says, we grieve them when we live, act, move as if he don't live on the inside of us. I got to acknowledge that I've been hurt. I got to acknowledge who hurt me. But I got to make up in my mind that I'm not going to allow an unrighteous way of living to control my life anymore. That I, 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 I'm not going to lean on myself because if I lean on myself and my ways and, and, and how I want to be able to handle it, it won't glorify God. But I got to make a decision. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. I, I know that I need to forgive, but I need you to help me to be able to forgive. And not just to forgive, to say that it's over with and just act as if everything is cool and move on. But no, God, I really, I really want to be able to forgive them. That I can be able to see them. I can be able to see them smile. I can be able to see them and wish them well for real in life. That I'm not just saying it just to be churchy. I'm not just saying it because there are other people around me but I'm saying it because I mean it from my heart I'm proud of my wife proud of sister Brittany almost two years ago shared this with you all she shows up to work one day gets called into the office she's gone fired 
Don't know why. She just showing up to work on time. Gave everything that she had. Gave everything that she had. Work just didn't stop at 4.30. When she got off work, continued at home, and she had extra work. Tons of sick days that she never used because she's just trying to be on top of it, stay on top of it. Well, respectable throughout the job. Handle stuff. Just on top of it. Just got it done. Fired. What? Why? Totally caught off guard. Messed up, jacked up her confidence, jacked up just her thought process, trusting people, just looking at everybody with the side eye. Angry. Wanted to have a conversation, but I have to talk about it. Conversation you want to have, we can't have because we can't. I can't use benevolence to get you out of jail first. I can't do it. <laughs> the conversation you want, we can't have. We hold. Uh, uh, I'm calling Mother Gotha. Sit down. You can't go. <laughs> Working through that. Biggest question she struggled with: Why? Me trying to pastor her through that and be a husband at the same time. Babe, I know it's hard, but you got to forgive, but I don't want to. I said, you got to. You're going to get some way, somehow. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but some way, somehow you're going to have to. She reached out to her old boss a few weeks ago. She said, I just want to sit, sit down. Just need to have a conversation and talk. A year later, you sit down, talk, have the conversation. You still tell, you know, just, uh, it was awkward, it was weird. She was just emotionally drained. She comes in the same environment last weekend where her boss was. And the people on the board that didn't try to stand up for or defend her or do anything, she gets up, I see her walking toward the table. Wait, what is she doing? I'm trying to whisper, shh, shh, woman of God, come here, woman of God, come here. Shh. Hey. Sugar P, come here. Shh, come, shh, come, what you doing? Where you going? She went over and she spoke to everybody at the table. Only the power of God and work of the Holy Spirit. will enable you to do what you cannot do on your own. That's why Paul said his grace is sufficient. <laughs> that when I'm weak, he uses my weakness as a platform for him to build himself on to bring strength. I gotta ask you a question this morning. What's stopping you from offering forgiveness? What's, 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 what's stopping you from offering forgiveness? Because let me help you. If you're waiting on an apology, you missed it. If you're waiting on changed behavior from them, you've missed it. Forgiveness has to be a quick decision that we make on our own, not for them, but for you. 
Why? Why? Okay, you ask why? Because it's right here in the word. He says, he says, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why? Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So my reason and my agenda and my purpose for forgiving you is because Christ has forgiven me multiple upon multiple of times. I realize and know that I'm going to stand in a position where I'm going to need him to forgive me again. So I need to make sure that the same grace that I'm expecting to receive from him, that I don't cut that off from somebody else from receiving. He says, we forgive because Christ has forgiven us. Here's what forgiveness does not mean. Forgiveness does not mean that now that I have forgiven you, now that I wish you well. Forgiveness does not mean that I still give you the same access that I gave you before. If you don't slap me once, I don't have to try to come back around again and see if you're going to do it twice. I can forgive you for slapping me. I'm going to let you know, hey, don't put your hands on me again, though. But now it is wise of me to create boundaries in my life because just because I have forgiven you does not mean that I have to give you access back to my life. No, now I have to determine, okay, now I have forgiven you. Where do you belong? What space do I give you in my life now? Do you have full access or do you have limited access? Forgiveness does not mean that we, that I just go on as if nothing has never happened. I forgive because Christ has forgiven me. And the same grace he's given me is the same grace that I must give to somebody else. What's stopping you? from offering forgiveness. What's, 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 what, what, what's, what's standing in the way of you telling somebody, I forgive you? What's standing in the way of you saying and making the decision, I'm letting it go today? Because if you're waiting on an apology, you may never get it. If you're waiting on change behavior, they may never change. But if they decided, if they decided not to apologize or to change their way of living, why has that altered our lives in the way that we live? But they're moving on with their life, and we're still stuck. Emotions still being controlled, but they've moved on with their lives. If we do not take off anger and everything else that Paul talks about, we leave little to no room for forgiveness in our lives. 
And when we think about not forgiving, I pray Holy Spirit convicts us and he reminds us, wait, 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 wait. But didn't God forgive you and didn't somebody else forgive you for the very thing that was done to you? We don't get to dictate who gets grace and who doesn't. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now that where our hearts have been hardened, where our hearts just been impacted by so much, Father, and not just impacted by some small offense, but an offense that was decades ago and that we still find it hard to get through. Moving as if we're okay. Saying everything is fine when it's not. God, help us today. You know where we are. And you know what the circumstances are. So I pray that we won't block you from getting there, but that we will ask Holy Spirit to come in and help. So I ask Holy Spirit, come in and help us today. Where forgiveness has been impossible, where forgiveness has been challenging, where forgiveness has been hard. God, help us. Because we can't do it on our own. It takes you to help us. To forgive. And to really forgive and to let go. God, I pray for freedom real freedom real freedom in Jesus name we pray come on and clap those hands this morning